wonderful episode of the One Year No Beer podcast. My name is Ruri Fairbairns. I'm sure you know that already. Today, I'm joined by one of our amazing members. I love it when I get to do a members um, interview. I love the real stories. I love the hearing the transformation and everything else. So I'm so excited um, to bring you today's guest. Today's guest I've spent a bit of time with. Um, she's um, been around One Year No Beer for a little, little while, but also been on recently our complete control program and also the retreat so we got to hang out um together in mallorca so uh, welcome to the show erica hey rory super excited to be here and it's great and and just to say it right out loud love you guys you're doing great work the whole team thank you for coming on the podcast full stop (laughs) (laughs) okay we're done mic drop (laughs) (laughs) mic drop i mean why 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 spend more time you know just just that's it the summary is there no 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 (laughs) not at all we're here to share some of your story erica and um that's the wonderful thing about this i you know um well first of all really grateful for you sharing your story and that's an awesome step but also, you know that in putting this out to the world, that you will inspire some people. You will um, resonate with some people. You will make some change. Some lights will go on to that. So that's what's exciting. Now, let's get into your story. So why don't you tell us a bit of background, Erica? Who are you? That is a loaded question, but um, we will start with the fact that I live in uh, Reno, Tahoe, on the west coast of the U.S., um, happily married with a cat and no kids and a founder of a small business, a self-funded small business, which is hugely uh, a huge part of my life uh, as it tends to be. So my life's work and mission has really been uh, this business, which is called On Strategy, and it is um, a software and services company that focuses on building strategic plans for organizations. And I always say, you know, strategic plans are just the foothold into um, the work we do, which is really building strategic leaders um, and then by extension, strategic organizations. It's a big space and it's a heavy, oh yes, it is. And it's a heavy, uh, it's a heavy thing. It's like super, like I love it, right? It's, 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 it's what gets me fired up every day, but it's, it's also really stressful. It's very um, high stakes as, uh, as one of my coaches always says. And, um, and with that high stakes, uh, so, the, so, so the work is high stakes. And then, of course, running a business, self-funding your own business is, uh, is a thing. And, and being responsible <laughs> for all of those employees and lives and families and all that jazz. Um, and, yeah. I, and it's a family business also, so I have that layer that's interesting. Um, so all of that, you know, mid-40s, um, uh, you get it to the middle of, like, yeah, I mean, somewhat of a midlife crisis, I suppose. And you realize, um, at least you sort of wake up. Hopefully you wake up. I woke up at least one day saying, what on earth? How is this working? And how am I actually showing up, right? How am I showing up um, for everybody around me with what felt, what feels like, um, you know, unmanageable stress? And with that stress comes, you know, right, numbing. So we were all like we've all we're all drinking ourselves through our stress or at least I was drinking myself through my stress um and um and really thinking nothing about it because I'm a pretty high functioning human and um as most uh as most of your members are Rory so we can't you're 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 fitness mad you're you're outdoor mad you're 
your your you know you would you would appear to be absolutely out there smashing it crushing it um and and totally. um you know uh you guys have amazing time in the outdoors out there and then yet there's still this reliance on something for stress but just before we dive into that um it's interesting you know when you talk about your your strategic plans for a business right you know think about let's use war as an example right so business to be successful that's the goal war to win the war okay and as you set into battle with this thing absolutely nothing goes to plan nothing nothing goes to plan so strategy starts out on day one as one thing great we've we've hypothesized this strategy and then there's the actual strategy of in play. And this is happening moment by moment, each day, all the time. So when you say, yeah, it's quite a big piece, it's not just every organization, it's every organization every day. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right. And so you, we own, we, we take that on with our clients, mm. right? That like going to war and how is it really happening? And, you know, I think, I just thought about this this week. Like the past five years have been nothing but a weekly global crisis. Yes. So from a leadership perspective, and they're like legitimately, right? Like not yeah. overblown, but like legitimately. Like you started to stack up all of the things that leaders are dealing with. Um, it's exhausting. It's yeah. legitimately exhausting. And how how you cope with that, how you emotionally cope with that, how I help my clients cope with that. It's a whole new game. It's a it's definitely a different a different space than it has been, you know, previously in my career too. So anyhow, that's just a whole nother conversation. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And 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 the importance of um my work, but also the importance of the work we get invited to do. Yeah. Um, is all about reputation and credibility and stance and um, you know, all Anybody wants to be in this world as a positive force, you yeah. know, and um, and make the world a better place. I mean, that's what everybody wants. And and I have the opportunity to actually leg like legitimately do that. Mm. Um, and somewhere along the line, I um, I lost the plot on that, you know, over the past couple of years, maybe before that, um, because the stress just got is just too much, yeah. too much, yeah. too much. So, um, okay, well, let, let's just put a bit of background into it. So, you know, um, when when you, not the whole alcohol story, but just so that we understand yeah. it, because people are sitting there in the background wondering, well, you know, what kind of drinker were you when you were younger? Were you the party drinker? Were you a binge drinker? Were you just, or hard? Yeah, give us a bit of background. Yeah. I was not any of those things. I was your average drinker i think i mean i think that's actually an interesting question too i've i wrestled that you know i wrestled with that a lot which is how much is too much everybody asks that question is it too much you know and um my my so in 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 my view of things i wasn't a binge drinker about that much i'm sure i partied plenty um sure i passed out plenty somewhere along the line you know but yep. um okay <laughs> and uh, but just your average, you know, your average college student, um, and also through my twenties, and you would allude to this before too, just super high, uh, performing athlete, um, you know, uh, spent my twenties running around climbing mountains and skiing and climbing and kayaking, uh, all around the Western United States. Um, and still do, you know, still do, uh, yeah, which we dig, uh, and that matters a lot, right? That physicality matters to me a lot and doing all that, um, of course, you know, having a few drinks here or there. And so I think 
honestly, for me, my alcohol journey or my awareness thereof um, didn't present itself as a, at least to my awareness as a problem until like recently, like in my 40s. And I think what's interesting about that for me is, you know, your body tells you, your body keeps score. Yeah. It does. And um, it was taught, it started talking to me and I started to get really pretty severe migraines and they were absolutely alcohol induced, not hangovers, but actually alcohol induced migraines. And I chose to not listen to that. So I started to realize that those migraines were um, solvable if I did something about it, which meant not drinking. But I didn't really have a solution for stress management. You know, the, absolutely the reason for my alcohol consumption was numbing every day and dealing with like handling my stress through two or three or three, three, three glasses of wine mm. every day. That's my that was my consumption, um, which I didn't think was that much. You know, three glasses of wine. That'd be chill. Um, not binge drinking, not any more than that, not any less than that, pretty consistently for 10 years. Um, and what was so finally, I, you know, so finally migraines catch up with you and finally migraines do actually create, um, a performance issue because you can't work yes. and that's an issue. Yeah. Right. So, but once again, I'm sure, you know, for folks that are listening, like, hello, just stop drinking. Well, of course, just stop drinking. Like this yeah. is not complicated, but it is, Yeah, it is. And that's, what's been so fabulous. Um, what I appreciate about what you've started, Rory, and I've appreciated about your, you know, your coaches um, is, is dealing with the fact that if, if we're not addressing the underlying issue, just saying stop drinking isn't going to work. It's not going to work. And it's not about not drinking forever. And I really appreciate that stance that you all have as well. I'm really a big proponent of that. It's not about a forever statement. It's about it's not serving you now. And let's deal with what, like, let's do a replacement for that thing that's creating the need to numb, right? And, um, and that's been, that's was, that's been, it was a light bulb for me. And if you asked me, you know, um, and I, I'm like, maybe like many people, I've been, I, I, I tried to stop drinking, you know, like, okay, did, you know, sober January never made it past two weeks, you know, whatever, right? All of that for years. Um, and if you asked me, like, what was the thing? And somebody did ask me, this, like, what what exactly did you do as part of complete control that changed your uh, uh, relationship with alcohol, which is what you, which is your, is the whole point, right? Which again, I love just even that thought. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. You know, I love all of the structures that you all have put in place in terms of full life, um, full life view of, of not just drinking, but all of the other pieces, right. Of mental health and, um, meditation and all those other structures are great. Um, but I'm not super deep in doing any of those consistently, but I will say that the continual conversation about what is the underlying thing that is creating the need to, you know, take a drink and really solving that as was like completely changing. And I am the person sitting here the person sitting here like whatever eight months in eight months and, then, and i've had probably that i know right? <laughs> i've had probably that many drinks in that time right i've had like probably a drink a month you know I had a couple drinks at christmas whatever um 
I would have never, I, you know, that would have never been me. If you asked yeah. me a year ago, I would have said, no, there's no way in hell that would yeah. be possible. Have I changed my relationship with alcohol 100%? No, I still have work to do. I'm still working on it, right? I said to myself, I'm like, I don't want to be that person tomorrow. I don't want to yeah. show up like that. Playing it forward. And we can talk more about that too. But um, anyways, that was a long-winded way to say my relationship with alcohol very much became a stress um, stress reliever. Um, and it was definitely something that was presented itself as a problem in my 40s. So that's my situation. Great. And um, yeah, so what what did you learn instead, I guess? Um, what, what, is, what is it that you... So was it the complete control that helped you really nail in on the fact that it was stress? Or did you know that before? I mean, a lot of, a lot of people out there who will think, oh, well, I'm quite stressed and I drink. Um, or, you know, I, I need to unwind at the end of the day. So there's, 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 there's different stages of awareness. There's like, oh, conceptually, I understand that stress causes me to want to have a drink at the end of the week. But when you really understand stress um, from that sort of data-led perspective and you've seen the impact on and you and all of that kind of stuff, it's much more of awareness. So, yeah, how much of that was part of the learning? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, because I think, again, at least most of the other folks that are in um, complete control are also... And sort of, sort of relatable in the context of in roles and positions in our lives where we feel like, and it's not we feel like, like legitimately we have high responsibilities, whether it's, you know, full responsibilities for our families, you know, single parents, you know, high powered executives, um, whatever that looks like, right? Um, you know, caretakers and, um, and I think at a conceptual level, I think everybody sort of knows that, 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 that the, you know, alcohol, you know, alcohol is the stress reliever. That is sort of the thing that anesthetizes us, that takes us away. Yeah. Right. Um, how much one is willing to do about that, that I think is the interesting thing about the journey with, um, with you all and you know honestly like coaching works like coaching works weekly coaching works the conversation is going to be in your face every week you're not yeah. doing anything about it you're on repeat on your cycle and i'm still on repeat on my cycles right at least but at least we've made it to a place where i'm sober so yeah. that's good yeah. you know yeah. and so 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 that's a good place to start and um and you know by the, by, the, by, the by traditional standards you wouldn't be sober um, and that's also what's interesting is that what you consider is so bad. I 100% agree with what you're saying, right? The the influx oh, of that, you, what you're saying is that at the moment you don't really drink, but you've still had a drink every month over the last whatever or one. Now, if you looked at some systems, that would be that you keep resetting or you keep relapsing, but it's so untrue. It's not. It's, it's so un far from the truth of what we're doing here. Um, and your behavior change. So there's only and success. It's important, actually. And that would be something I would just like highlight to your, to everybody that's listening. I think that the, 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 again, the stance and the philosophy that you all take has been super helpful because it, there isn't this punitive thought, Yeah. you know, and that, I mean, I just, you know, Gary's one of my coaches, Jen's one of my coaches. There's a lot of other coaches, but I just really appreciated Gary's comment, which was like, well, great. There was a blip we're just moving on. Like we're just moving on. Like what's the next thing. Right. 
Exactly. And that's but that was that's hugely helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And um it's it 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 has to be part of the journey. It to, for it to be successful it has to be part of the journey. Failure is a part of success. Um it just is. You know, it's just it's yeah. learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. So um and and you know, I'd love to I'd love to get to the stage where we sort of eradicate this day day counting and all of those kind of things. It's just the journey. Um, how many days have you been going on the journey now? You know, I'm two years on the journey, and uh, and I'm loving this journey. I get better every single time. Not when did you last have a drink, or you know, but just that. I so that's super interesting. So I also stopped counting. Yeah, good. And I wasn't, you know, prior to working with you all. I was, of course, I was counting. Like we're all counting, you know, and um, you're right. That's that does that doesn't serve us necessarily so it's interesting too all those little things i was following you all on facebook i never actually did the challenge cool um and it was inter i think you know the readiness like i don't know when you're ready you're ready i guess yeah exactly i don't know or maybe you maybe we hit rock bottom i don't know there was never a rock bottom for me it's just sort of a readiness i suppose and so i think when i was i was just you know oh so this is interesting so of course i was um, it jumped into the one year no beer uh, Facebook group, right? And it was just observing and thinking and being encouraged by everybody's journeys. Um, but I was not engaging in that because I have too public of a presence. I'm there's no version of the world that I'm going to uh, engage on Facebook about this conversation. No way. <laughs> and um, so it's just not just not my thing. And um, I just got and so that would flashback of you on the retreat day one of the retreat you know like big sunglasses hiding not sure <laughs> versus versus and exactly. uh, no all these people what are we doing here um versus the end day no well, anyway we'll get on to that <laughs> that's true yeah well i know but so i appreciate that and that's kind of a thing like even being on a podcast with you right now too you know i'm not yeah. very interested in making my story that public i'm interested in um inspiring other i mean i have a heart for a particularly hard for CEOs um, and leaders that are just, I mean, it is low. Like it is legitimately lonely. It is brutal. The stresses are real. The expectations are real. And, you know, if, if, if my story can help anybody that's sitting out there going, Oh, what am I doing? Like fantastic. And so that's why we're chatting, but you know, I, I'm not interested in being in a group in my local community i'm not interested in putting my story up on facebook i i i i, I appreciate it when you all came out with um complete control because it allowed a bit more of um a bit more a bit more of confidentiality i suppose yeah um, and also quite frankly concentrated you know there's also a little bit of like i've been working on this i've been working on this i've been working on this it's not working so like let's get stop talking about it um and let's do something about it you know, so that, that, you, you know, you all hit me at the right moment. Yeah. You were one when of the I was first, ready to I do something. You, you were, you were in the first ever group, right? Yeah. One of the first groups. You were the, yeah. the, the, yeah, the yeah. guinea pigs. <laughs> I tell yeah, you what, the, the program yeah. was terrible the first time we ran it. <laughs> I laughed. It wasn't terrible. It well, wasn't terrible. Of course. No. No, no, exactly. Everyone right? raved yeah. about it on the first go. And we were like, wow, how did we pull that off? But I mean, compared yeah. to today, where it is today, with the level of data and evidence that we capture and that, that we report back to people, um, is is it's come a very very long way now. Um, we had to um, yeah. um, 
just to drop into this, one of the guys recently graduated from the first, uh, sorry, from January's group. Um, and he said, Ruri, you know, I've done all the programs. I've signed up to them all. I've I've coached one to I've done all Bob Proctor's Tony Robbins programs. I've coached one to one with Bob Proctor. I've coached one to one with Tony Robbins. And he said, Ruri, your program has had a greater impact on me and changed me more because of the data and the evidence that you've shown me transform over time. I'm like, did you just compare me to coaching one to one with Tony Robbins? I think I think we made it. No. So that Oh, congratulations. That's yeah, great. It's going in the right direction. And you were an early uh, participant in it so thank you for being the guinea pig <laughs> yeah, absolutely uh, no problem so um so we what we were talking about there is when you so you didn't do the challenge but then you decided that's it um i'm going to jump in I, we talked about this on the retreat because it was those pesky emails which eventually wore you down the pesky. that's right yeah they work they work they do we they all do. know right great digital marketing no i mean i think um I think that you all have engineered a program. I think, I think, I don't know, a program for um, the space and place that I'm was, at least that was my perception of the space and place that I'm occupying. Right. And, but, and I did, I did appreciate being um, in the group with like-minded folks. I also appreciated being in a global group, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, that was, that was a big deal for me. Uh, not necessarily because of the sort of global diversity, but rather again, a whole nother level of confidentiality. So, yeah. yeah. And you're still in touch with some of those from the original group today? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, actually, totally. You know, and keeping in touch in, in a different with high-paced executives that have way too many things that they are responsible for is kind of challenging. Uh, but, you know, the the group accountability was is helpful. Um, yeah, it's, it's helpful. It, it was not the game changer for me necessarily, but certainly helpful. And the Mallorca retreat was great. You know, I would encourage if, if you guys are doing that again or whatever, it's it's awesome to shift from, you know, Zoom and Slack to in person and really make that connection happen. And you guys know that. So that's that's pretty fantastic. Amazing. Um, so is it without going into like one long sales pitch, so I want to get back talking about the, the key thing for executives yeah. and 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 the challenges out there and and why people need something like this or stuff like that we'll get on to that but just what were your what was your experience of the retreat what was yeah what was it yeah you know what i i've done a fair few executive retreats not a ton um and what i appreciated about it was um just the because i think this is something you and i you and i have talked about this a lot right one of my big issues um, so we'll go backwards, go forwards. One of my big issues that I still have uh, that I'm dealing with is being bored. And, you know, being buzzed is solves that problem quite nicely. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and your your comment about needing to remap, have a, a new fun map yeah. is actually something I'm still really working on. Right. So the Mallorca retreat was helpful in the context of really thinking about and firing and reconnecting with um, all of the different ways that we can have fun, right? And, and, and we know these things from breathing to yoga to cooking to, you know, whatever that is. Uh, again, this is not crazy out there stuff. We just need to reconnect with that, mm -hmm. dancing, you know, whatever that is, right? 
And that's been super helpful. So some of the practices and I was, yeah, you know, me, sunglasses, skeptic <laughs> all the way. Right. I was like, what breathing? What? Like, I'm fine with my breathing. Yeah. I got, yes. I, I, shopping. I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Let's just go swimming. Um, you know, and so that all that like great, great stuff and great practices. Um, and, and I guess also I would just say, you know, it was kind of fun about the retreat is it wasn't woo woo. Like you just, I like, it's just like, oh, can we please? I, so I'm, I live in Nevada and, you know, Burning Man is two hours for me. And cool. I, we always say, so here, I can stay at yours. Fantastic. You can. I told you that, right? There's a shower, of course, coming near that. <laughs> I need to shower. Um, just yeah. on the final day before I go on the air, like, airplane home. That's right. That's right. So you don't take the playa dust with you, right? Um, but, you know, we always say here it's like Burning Man all the time. I don't really want it to be Burning Man all the time. Yeah. Your know, life isn't Burning Man all the time. And, um, and so let's like, let's like learn some things that we can do in our life that is like, not just the constant party. Yeah. And that was really helpful with the retreat. That was great. Awesome. Love it. So. Um, and so, um, yeah. And thank you for taking faith and joining us on that. And it was, it was a wonderful experience to go along well, with you. It is Mallorca after all. Twist yeah. our arms so much. We're, we're going to be doing more stuff like that in Mallorca soon. So watch this space. So, yeah, let's talk about the, how this shows up um, and, you know, the difficulty for business owners and, and things like that um, to tackle this. Because, you know, I think the big thing is the, 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 the first part for many people is either accepting or, or, or making a decision or hitting rock bottom. I think those are the only two choices um, to try and get some mm. action. Doing nothing is the same as waiting for rock bottom, right? Um, uh, because it, if you do nothing, um, then it is likely to end up in something um, dangerous for many people or something will break or something will pop. Um, yeah, I'm going to pause, but talk around this from your perspective, not necessarily just your experience, but also what you see with supporting supporting other business owners. Well, I think... Um... It's interesting, right? Because we want, I think I, I, I would love to say that I had enough awareness to know that my relationships were being impacted, but I didn't really until recent, until getting, until, until reestablishing some relationships with some friends of mine in now a much more sober, sober space. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like, you know, I think what's worth noting is it's not like I was drunk all the time. No, exactly. You know, but you are, but you are going from, and a friend of mine said this, this is actually true, right? You are going from waking up in the morning and the alcohol is like coming out of your system, right? So like acknowledging that you're feeling like shit and you're like going through the day and all you're doing is thinking about when you can have a drink at the end of the day. And again, I was not like a day drinker, like I none of this stuff, right? Like just like have a drink, we come home. Like this is again, not that much whatever uh, my perception anyways and then being buzzed and then you know your cycle is pretty intense in that regard and you know but i know that and my self-talk was and so i'm fine i'm fine i'm showing up fine i'm high functioning exactly. i'm doing fine yeah and i going, in theory I'm, was I'm, doing fine i'm achieving yeah i'm out exercising yeah my clients love me i'm at yep yeah, i'm i'm crushing my goals like all that stuff is great 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 so, yeah, so, of course, some of that started to catch up with my migraines. All right, that's fine. But in the meantime, everything else was just working out just fine. Um, and so, 
but you have to be grateful so, for your migraines there because this is exactly what I'm talking about. You are yeah. you're you're nailing it in the point here, Erica, is that how many people have not been gifted the migraine yet? Um, or you know, because the the gift of the migraine or the gift of the issue, whatever it is, nearly getting caught drink driving and realizing you just got away with it and thinking, fuck, you know, I better do something about this, right? But if yeah. you don't get that gift and you just carry on, then then you won't discover this thing. The discover the key thing, which you just nailed on the head, which is you actually had no fucking idea what alcohol was doing to you until you went through right. the change. Make That's sense? right. That's completely true. That's totally true. I completely agree. And so, and it takes like, yeah, actually, this is another realization that's worth kind of commenting on. It took months. It took months. Not not like a month. This month business isn't is like somehow fantasy. You know, I don't really know. I, I don't know who, who came up with that, right? But like a month, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to feel like I'm amazing. Everything, my life is going to change in a month. I just have to get to day thirty, right? There was no that didn't happen. Then we're two months into this, and let me tell you something. I was a train wreck. I was white knuckling it. I was sick. I was, and you were saying it was, we're like, I was probably withdrawal. Well, maybe we're like 60 days in and I'm hating it. I'm miserable. I'm angry. I, I was like, what is happening? Where is this magic thing that I'm just going to be like in a whole nother realm and space and everything's going to be redefined in my life, right? I'm just like, it's just going to like magically turn on. Well, that didn't happen hmm. months. It took like till month four, actually, till I was like, oh, huh, this is how life might be a little different. This is how I might show up um, different each day for my team and for my husband and for my parents in a less aggravated, um, like a quick, yeah, and just sort of quick to, you know, quick to, quick twitch, I would say. Um, Snappy, you know, I'm super intense as it is. Oh, yeah. Um, And so, oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, like, just like all of these things, right? Like this, and that's how, you know, that's how I present myself. And it took until month four where I finally could see myself like, oh, wow, this is the daily, uh, difference that I, how I might be. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was surprised that it took that long. I really was. Um, so anyhow, and I, I've said to everybody too, and I know I said this to, you know, you all many times, I was just white knuckling it. Like, yes, all the structures are there. I, my weekly coaching, we had our group calls, all that stuff. And I'm just like holding on every day, like, oh, sucks, sucks so much. Um, but what got me through it was, was of course coaching, but I will tell you placebos. I would, I, I'm still, I, I mean, I still have my fake wine every night and if thank God it's finally good. I mean, thank God, but there is not a single day that I do not go through and pour my fake wine. I took it with me traveling. I packed boxes with it. I mean, I had, I'm like, I cannot get on a plane without my fake wine. Like, what am I going to do? Um, but it worked. Great. It did work. And you know, the, um, Gary always says, you know, there's like, like the three big events, right? Vacations, birthdays, holidays to make it through. So for me, the concept of going to Europe on vacation and not drinking, like, I mean, that doesn't even compute, right? I mean, there is no version of the world, no version of the world. And so I just, you know, I said to Gary, 
coach Gary, you know, I said, what am I going to do? He's like, well, pack your fake one. I'm like, okay. So I've got my little jukes. Everybody probably knows their jukes, right? I had 30 of them, 30 jukes in my bag, 30 of them. Like they look like whiskey, right? And so of course going through TSA, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not much of a drunk, but you know, they're like, it's like fake wine. Hilarious. But it worked. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Awesome. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, we were we were we were touching on um, how this shows up for people. Oh yeah, the 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 getting to the point to change. Um, and so for you, there was part in the migraines there, and also saying um, you know conscious choice um, to 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 do something. So you know, and that's the thing about this journey um, is that what we really have to do is get in part the awareness or get really aware on the impact it's having, but also the, the really aware on who we want to be. Um, and that is when we create the the moment for change. So if you were talking to somebody or you, you saw this in action, you know, somebody who's drinking a little bit or whatever, a bit too much, got a lot of stress on. Um, yeah. What would you, what would, do you think you could say anything to them that would encourage them to, to, do something or do you think they just you just have to leave them alone and figure it out themselves what do you think yeah that's interesting i was just working with a leader yesterday and he was looking a little rough yeah and he's you know he, he has big he has a yeah he has a high stakes job mm-hmm. and he was not showing up super great and um i haven't entered into that space yet to have enough courage to say are you, how's that stress working for you? And what are you doing about that? And what's your replacement for, um, numbing, you know? And, um, it's, yeah, to answer your question really directly, I've, 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 I've not, I've not been able to say that to people. That's quite a good conversation. <laughs> what you just said just there, like, you know, saying to somebody, you know, how, how do you cope with stress? How how are you coping with this much stress? I think that's a great way in. You you know, I mean, you know, um, what's the relationship with alcohol like? Is like, <laughs> you know, head calls up immediately. Talk about that. Who are you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm alcohol free. Everybody should be alcohol free. I'm eight months in. Let's go. No, uh, that doesn't work. Right. <laughs> I tried yeah. that out. But um, hurry, this is the thing, though. I mean, like, so then we say to ourselves, I mean, you ask me, what what am I doing? You know, and my answer is, well, I'm kind of still working on that, actually. You know, what am I doing to uh, mitigate my stress? And honestly, actually, I do know the answer to that because working with your coaches, um, re- like actually redefining alcohol is actually redefined my stress and and starting to really like um take down the things that are those stress creators which is easier said than done and i'm still struggling with that and i you know it is not easy to change the constructs and everything in your life that is creating that is is creating that overload i've got a long way to go in that regard but i have definitely reframed how i'm approaching it and and, and how i'm viewing um, what, what, what is creating a disproportionate level of energy in me that feels unsustainable. So that's changed. And that's changed because alcohol is not in the mix. And I just want to say too, and I know, I don't know if we want to talk about this or not, but 
Why not? You've said it now. Not having, <laughs> not having alcohol in your life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be sober all the time. Yeah. Like we do need like a mental break, right? And you and I have talked about this a lot too, right? So part of my my placebos is, you know, pot gummies or other gummies and not at excess because I think that's the problem, right? We're exactly. saying, exactly. what are you doing at excess, right? Not what are you, not are you sober forever, because that again, that's boring. Like that is boring. Yeah. Um, we want to live like all of our lives, and sometimes we need to get out of our heads. And there's just the right place and time for that. It's not on a daily basis to manage a root cause in your life. Yeah. That needs to change, and that's I think the difference. I, I do. You know, I, I share share that with you strongly about the you know the rise of functional drinks. I think will be you know over the next five ten years very very exciting. As long as we live in the society we live in, and and the and the level of stress that we have, um, and you know all of that that at war could be at war. I mean, banks, you know, the stuff just like the stress pandemics. Of that, you I, know, mean... And, I mean, well, I, 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 uh, you look at the you look at the SVB thing, right? Uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. So you look at this. Oh my God, right? These are these are entrepreneurs who've spent the last ten years building a business. They've got fifty, hundred million of cash with SVB Bank, which they now can't get a hold of to pay their employees, right? Hundreds of employees who have families and kids and everything else, they can't pay. And it's their money, right? It's their money in the bank that they can't get access to. And then you look at social media and you look at all these people going, how can you bail out those rich and wealthy and scum? And you're like, I mean, talk about getting it from all angles. And and, and, and anyway, I, 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 that's a little rant there, but... um. I'm very glad that situation has resolved itself. Well, by the time this podcast come out, it may be, I don't know what situation, but it will be Credit Suisse or, or <laughs> that one's been saved week. as well. Another bank. No, I know. <clears throat> I know. Um, yeah, so. But so that's, but, Rory, that's the point, right? So so as executives, we're, we're, we're over the past five years, we've dealt with pandemics, global banking crisis, war, um, redefining work, uh, uh, labor shortages, um, I'm missing something. Oh, inflation. Yeah. Um, like those are, the, the, this is not, you know, this isn't, as I say to my team, like we're not playing tiddlywinks. Yeah. This isn't like a game. This is our lives and our livelihood. And, and, and I, you know, and I know all of my fellow leaders out there take that really seriously. Like we wake yeah. up every day with payrolls on our shoulders. Completely. Yeah. And that's serious. This isn't, this isn't, you know, this isn't, um, we don't get to we don't get to self talk our way into that being okay because it's not. Yeah. And um, yeah. And when you're a small business and a small medium sized business and you know everyone and they talk about something like oh well, you know layoffs or as I was like, no these are people and they're but 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 one thing yeah. I just wanted to touch on was where it's so important and the whole whole the whole proposition behind complete control and now what we are focusing on as a business is that we're addressing these underlying causes, okay? And and that is because what you don't want to do is say, well, I used to use alcohol, but now I regularly use something else. Because if you think about it for sleep for a second, right? I don't mind a sleeping pill now and again. Look, if you've got stuff going on and 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 lots of stress and you can't switch off and you're like really hyper, which or I am really hyper, I'll have something to help me sleep. Like maybe it's a melatonin. Or if it's if it's gone on for a few nights, there might be a sleeping pill involved. But if I need that thing to sleep, that's where it's a mistake. And it's the same thing with stress. 
you know, if you need something for your stress, you're, you're not dealing with it in the right way. And that's the tools we're trying to teach you, right? Breath work, meditation, getting exercise, you know, blah, 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 blah. All of those core things, those are like permission to play. And we say this in complete control all the time, right? These things should be a no, um, a non-negotiable. They're permission to play. If you want to perform at that high level and you don't want things to break, then these things must be a necessity. Um, and so that is... That's really the the element of for individuals is to make them perform at a much higher level. Like they've come in and saying, "Hang on, my performance is low because I'm I'm drinking a bit too much, and I know my performance is low." And instead of getting them to go from eighty percent to a hundred percent, when you add in all these tools and you add in better direction, we want them better than a hundred percent, better than where they thought they could get before because they're dealing with things um, from a much better perspective. That's kind of what we're working on, I think. Yeah. I think that's totally right. You know, and I think um, adding those things into your life, I, you know, I'm, I'm hit or miss in that regard. I, I'm, I'm, I don't like uh, consistency of any habits, quite frankly, apparently other than drinking. So, okay. The only thing um, I'm consistent at, apparently, because I said, I said to my coach, um, I said, of course, everyone is coached, but I said to my coach, um, you know, I'm not consistent at anything. Everyone's saying like this, the source of success is consistency. And he said, really, there is one thing you're consistent at. And I was like, what's that? Bad behavior. No, no. Um, persistence. So he, he, he bought me a present of a pair of Apple AirPods uh, and he wrote on the back, consistently persistent. So that's my new phrase. Consistently persistent. That. See, there we go. <laughs> That's does that awesome. resonate with you who's also maybe not so totally consistent does, right? yes because you don't want to be consistent like i just don't want to be consistent but for i am persistent that's completely true but you know to your point though all of those things are are, are you know some of this works so it doesn't so you take it on board you don't take it on board whatever all of that is just about reconnecting and redefining and really thinking about how do you you know again, again like how could how to be your best self but like actually you know how to show up for people around you i mean because yeah. that really gets that gets at the core that gets at the core for me i mean that really um connected with me and and really helped again help me kind of like sustain through the change which is you know how do you want to show up and is this how you want to show up yeah yeah sure you're like you're fine i mean you're you're you know you're doing it but is this really how you want to show up and the answer is no actually not yeah not really um so let's do something about that. And and that's, I mean, again, that starts to get you at a question that you asked, which was what really was the thing that made, made me do something about it. That was a, that's a, that cuts to the quick pretty fast. So what does the future hold for you, Erica? Well, it's interesting. You and I have talked about this and I love this thought, which is again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of passion around, uh, leaders and leadership and, and, and especially those, you know, 80% of the world out there that runs a small business, uh, medium-sized business, et cetera. We are our businesses. How we show up is our business. Like that's, that manifests itself in the business that we've created or lack thereof as the case may be. That's a pretty intense thought. Um, and so what's on deck for me is, is, redefining how I view success of my business and my organization. And that's, that's pretty serious work. So that's what's next. 
And uh, that starts, of course, with like getting myself into a place that allows me to define what is success, what is sustainable, 100%. and not in all those like silly words, but like legitimately. Yeah. And um, and then you know, it's interesting that you said this about SVB. You know, what we would view as success is being banked at SVB, right? Yeah. That's like you're ma- you've made it. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe it's also what we're doing right now. You know, maybe it is the way that we're touching lives and the size of organization that we have and the sustainability that we've created and what you've created with complete control, what I've created with, with my business, that, that is a view of success. It doesn't have to be on the front cover of Forbes. And so for me, I'm really working on, um, getting satisfied with what that view of success is for me. Cause right now being on the front cover, not really Forbes, but whatever Inc is still my view of success. And I'm, I'm working on redef- like really thinking about redefining that. So um, in a manner that is sustainable, um, mm. which I'm able to engage in that conversation because I'm in a place um, that isn't so self-centered and so selfish right and uh we could go on a whole tangent about that if we'd like well to, well interestingly I, from the the the, the I, I just didn't know this but it's the disease of the self-obsessed is is alcohol use disorder um yeah. addiction addiction is the obsession of self um so oh really, interesting so, so interesting that's really interesting stuck right? in the so self of, with... of anxiety and 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 depression and the future and the past and the ego um, is is yeah drives addiction yeah oh that's so that's so it you know so that's interesting and we can leave it at this but i see how you start showing up and then you start seeing how other people are showing up and you start seeing all of that like yeah. in your life and so one of the things that i've been really focused on too is reducing my judgment showing up with ha- having the capacity to show up with more empathy actually because I'm not so self-obsessed and I'm not so woe is me and I'm not so like, uh, you know, anesthetizing and and being able to see that in other people. And maybe, like you said, starting to have conversations with people around me that um, might like to show up a little bit differently, too. So, um, you know, so that would be my my um, big heartfelt call out to all of your listeners who are in the same space and place that I am in and, and is to say, um, you know, we owe it to ourselves. Uh, we owe it to ourselves to show up in the manner that we know that we can and um, and getting ourselves to a place that allows us to do that. And, and uh, yeah, complete control is super helpful in that regard. So, like, life-changing. So, thank you. <laughs> Yay! Thanks, Erica. Um, and um, I look forward to hopefully seeing you again soon, maybe at the next thing we get together. Um, you're in Limitless Control, which you join us in afterwards after doing Complete Control. And something that I'm trying to figure out is how to get people together more often. So that'll be not just Mallorca the first time, but it's been doing some cool events. Maybe Burning Man. No, I think it might be slightly off brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it might be on brand. on brand. It might be on brand. You'd Partying alcohol free, 100%. Of course it is. Of course it is. I, I used to want to do a trip to Ibiza for people. I was, like, I was basically like, I'm going to take brokers and traders to Ibiza for an alcohol free version just so that they've got a. A version in their head but right anyway erica you're awesome thanks so much for joining on the podcast and sharing your story 
to know that. Thank you so much.